Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, welcoming you in to another edition of Hockey Talk. Hockey Talk, of course, is brought to you as part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And after a week off, Dave, where I did the bowling, that's right, everybody, I am joined by the lawyer himself, David Ungar. After a week off, well, kind of, we did okay with some of our predictions as we record here on Sunday, April 30th. Tomorrow it's going to be May, as everybody likes to play that little sound bite over and over again. We have every series wrapped but two. And we're going to talk about those two by the time this airs on Tuesday, of course. Everybody will have known the results of those series, but we'll we'll still give our predictions and kind of talk about that. Look back on round one, some exciting series. Uh, nothing really went fast. I think there was only one series that really was never really in doubt. So that's always exciting. Made for a good first round, sets up very nicely for a strong second round. But did you miss me, Dave? I know I chose bowling, and 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 bowling for dollars over the hockey talk but it was worth it man i i cashed out around a couple hundred bucks so well then yeah. made my money back on the tournament entry fee my team won its division i placed in individual bowling so it was a it was a good weekend for me even though i didn't bowl I, particularly well i think you made the right choice if you made money as opposed to being here you made the right choice that's i did that's you know, simplify, simplifying it and it was only a week off as opposed to the bandwagon where three weeks I've been gone and boy, howdy, you know, you know, we're showing up like an hour into the show, right? Because we're going to let you air your grievances for the first hour and then we'll, Oh, stop it. Here's what's funny. And we'll talk about, like, I'm going to talk about this. So obviously we haven't recorded this. I always love the time warp that we record hockey talk before we record bandwagon nerds. So when anytime I miss a show, Dave makes jokes about how I'm going to react. And then I have to talk like, cause it's past tense. Cause everybody will hopefully have listened by the time they get to this. Anyway, I'll tell you straight up. 
I really did have a lot of qualms with the three episodes that I missed. And I didn't think we did. I didn't think we really got off the rails for any of the ep. I mean, it was pretty much, you know, by the numbers. Uh, I mean, some predictions we had. Um, I, I think I represented you last week. I know you're going to talk Mandalorian, your thoughts today on the show, but I think I represented our point of view last week fairly adequately. Mostly. It kind of made it sound like I hated the episode a little bit, in my opinion. It made it sound uh, like I, I did, hate- too, but... <laughs> but I didn't. I, I didn't hate the episode. So, but we'll get to that. We uh, we did this when I was missing bandwagon nerds. We did this a couple times on Hockey Talk. We don't want to do bandwagon Hockey Talk nerds today. We want to talk playoffs. We are going to talk about one big thing that happened in the news that's very exciting that I I, I we talked about earlier in the season, and it looks like it's going to happen. So I feel like we got to we got to talk about Ryan Reynolds and company. And I think that's where we'll start today is we're, we'll start talking about Ryan Reynolds and the Remington group being prepared to bid $1 billion to purchase the long-suffering Ottawa Senators. Dave, if this happens, and I hope it does, I honestly hope it does, I think this is great for Ottawa. I think that... What I've seen out of Ryan Reynolds and his group in their purchase of uh, what's the what's the football team? Wrexham. Wrexham. They this isn't a publicity stunt on the part of Ryan Reynolds. He's truly invested in actually purchasing a franchise and and making it move forward and and do something good with it. And Ottawa, you know, the people of Ottawa deserve to have a respectable team. This team has been an embarrassment for the last few seasons. And so if this goes through just, just great news, in my opinion, for, for the senators, uh, your thoughts on this purchase. I mean, if it happened, just look at what he's got to go through. Yeah. Look at what he's done with Wrexham, him and his partner, you know what they did at 15 years relegated. And they finally went back, you know, and they, and they got promoted last weekend in a, in a, Hugely emotional scene there where, I mean, and tears in the crowd, Ryan Reynolds crying, his partner crying. I'll put it this way. Yes, the Senators have been kind of an embarrassment, but they finished this season fairly strong. They are not far off from being competitive. And I think, you know, you get a guy like Ryan Reynolds, his ownership group, their leadership, what he's going to funnel into the, uh, the, the franchise. You look at his track record, the guy just wherever he goes, he wins, whether it's Deadpool, whether it's Free Guy, whether it's Adam Project, whether it's Wrexham. Now you're looking at him taking over uh, the Ottawa Senators who have a good base of talent. They underachieved this year. Um, So I think it's a great move. If it goes through, I fully expect Ottawa to be in the, you know, make the playoffs next year. I don't know how far they can get. They've got some pieces to fill in, but I think it's, it's a, it'll be a tremendous move for that franchise, for that city. And for the NHL as a whole, having a strong team in Ottawa is great for hockey. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I think I think you really hit it on the head. I think that this is going to be the the franchise with his kind of clout and passion, and that company's play. And it's not just Ryan Reynolds, by the way. Like you know, Ryan Reynolds is the famous name that's involved in this purchase, and that's that's awesome because it's that's going to bring them instant notoriety and frankly we'll put them on television a little bit more if i were willing to bet i bet you suddenly espn's game of the week hockey game of the week or whatever floats on abc or tnt like suddenly those ottawa games 
show up as opposed to being like skips. I hate to break it to us, but it probably means, you know, it's more likely that the Caps and the Blues get skipped over at Ottawa Senators. Yeah, they probably deserve it. There's there's some clout there, right? Like there's clout. And that's part of it too, is 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 just having that credibility and clout to to be something that a television network is gonna want to put out there and put on for the public to see. So just a terrific, terrific result for the Ottawa Senators, in my opinion. Okay. I agree. Okay, now that we've gotten the news out of the way, we're going to talk playoffs. And here's what's exciting. As we are recording here on Sunday, five teams have punched their tickets to the second round. Three teams have yet to be decided. That's three game sevens we have in our future. We are going to talk about the series that have concluded before we go to commercial break, and then we will talk about the three game sevens after the commercial break, just to kind of, it makes it nice and neat. It'll be a lot of fun. And by the time we get to next week, of course, round two will be well underway. The thing I love about hockey is that there's just no time off in the playoffs. Like it is very, very clear. You play a game, day off, play a game, day off, finish a series. Once that next series is ready to go, they're rolling even if there are series left to be decided, like they just, they, they work that schedule really, really well. And let's start, let's start with the least impressive of the series. Winnipeg kind of rolled by the Vegas Knights lost four games to one. I think we, you, I, I, I got, okay. I got to say this before, because I'm going to say this about you a lot today. Noble listener, David Ongar is one of my favorite, like, victims of the moment fans out there like dave in the moment is ready to declare things and dave's current moment came in the form of a text to me that says vegas looks like the favorite to win the cup i think it was a text i gotta go back and look so dave why do you think vegas is it because they won four to one against the lesser winnipeg team that we were surprised made it in the first place they just out of all the teams i've watched I mean, it, you know, I, I, I tell you what, I'm looking forward very much so to this Vegas Edmonton series. This is going to be one hell of a series. But yes. just looking at, at what Vegas does, it, we haven't talked about it much on Hockey Talk this year. We talked about it last year when it happened and kind of what it could mean. Jack Eichel, his addition to Las Vegas has been massive. And I, you've seen it all season long. Uh, you know, he, I don't, you know, he was, it just... Vegas has, I don't know, man. They just, to me, they look like there are no weaknesses. And I, you know, and you looked at game five against the Jets and they really just took control and the Jets never had any pushback. The Jets hung in there for a while. They didn't have Shifley for game five. I know that. But yeah, Jack Eichel had a a pretty solid, his first ever playoff series, right? I mean, he really did well. Uh, You know, first seven seasons in the NHL, wasn't in there at all. and. You know, I just I look at this team and we buried them at the beginning of the season. They have overachieved everything that we thought they were capable of without, you know, without a marquee goaltender, no flurry, no Leonard. Really, there are no weaknesses on this team and they just rise to the occasion. I I don't right now out out of all the teams I've seen at the playoffs so far. You know, we'll talk about Toronto in a little bit, maybe Toronto, but right now Vegas looks, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm not, 
you think out of all the teams you've looked at, don't they look the most impressive to you? I think they look the most impressive against a team we didn't think was going to make the playoffs in the first place in Winnipeg. Like, like Winnipeg, I'm sorry, Winnipeg was okay, but they were like, I don't know. They beat, the, if they beat Edmonton, I almost said Houston, by the way, I almost called them the Houston Oilers. Yeah, they might be the Houston Oilers. <laughs> if they beat, if they beat Edmonton as convincingly as they beat Winnipeg, then sure. I'll jump on the, the Vegas. Yes. They're going to, you know, they're, they're the dominant team. I just, I look at the opponent and frankly, they should have handled them. Like that's, I will say that's what's troubling about the series we're going to talk about in the second part of the show is Boston should have handled Florida, but they didn't and, and they haven't. And so, well, so that's the thing. Like Vegas did what a number one seed should do against the wild card too. And, and they should look dominant and they should look like the better team and they should look, you know, damn near unbeatable. Like that's what should happen. And Just like the Edmonton LA games looked close because it was two, three, like that's a split. Like that's a that's a closer setup. So I hear you. They looked great. No no argument there. But they beat Winnipeg, a team that we didn't think should be there the first. I mean, they did, but you really look what Winnipeg won game one, dominated game one, right, and then got swept. So I right. think I you know I I just yeah I mean we'll we'll talk more about it and we'll talk about Boston and Florida and all that kind of stuff that's going on, but. Yeah, I think I think, you know, I mean, if you want to jump right into the Edmonton L.A. series, since, you know, we know that they're playing next. I just I just think oh, yeah. Vegas Vegas just to me looks like the most complete team there. There are no discernible weaknesses. Um, you know, they came out flat in game one and got fl- hammered by Winnipeg and then got serious and just never, right. you know, yeah, the double overtime game. I get that. That could have gone either way. Vegas to me out of the Western Conference are going to be awfully tough to beat. But if there's a team that can do it, it's it's the team they're facing next. Who you were right, Edmonton got by the Kings in six, and I I called it in seven. I still think it was a, a better series. Well, I mean, it was, it was a better series it was, than it a year was a closer, ago. It was a better series than a year ago, and it was a closer series than you know going six games would would give it credit for. And and game six, that second period was was pretty wild. So I texted you, Houston goes up three to one. Edmonton. And I'm like, you keep calling them. Houston. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I did a call. <laughs> Holy shit. They're moving Warren to Houston. Moon's, Edmonton's moving. Warren to Houston. Moon's coming back. He's, yeah. he's going to play. He's going to take up hockey. So Edmonton goes up three to one on the Kings. And I texted you and I'm like something along the lines of like LA's on the ropes or it's just like, it's not looking good. Not looking good for the Kings. Immediately. The Kings score on a power play. It was either a power play or, or, yeah, it was a power play um, to go down three to two. And then less than two minutes later, they score again. It's knotted up at three. Houston regains. Or Houston, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? Edmonton. God, I swear I understand that the Oilers are in Canada and not in Houston. Ray, Ray's going to get a hockey team out of this. <laughs> I keep this up. They want to put a team in Houston. Ed- Edmonton goes up four to three. Yeah, the Kings come back. Edmonton goes up five four, wins the game. Uh, I'm I'm turned into too old of a man to stay up for West Coast playoff hockey, uh, so I I will confess that I had to read the final period results as I was too damn tired to stay up for the third period. But 
it was a great it was a great great series and what happened for Houston or Edmonton Jesus I am broken uh, <laughs> what happened for Edmonton is what we said had to happen for Edmonton and that was somebody other than Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, though Leon Draisaitl had the fucking series he of did. all series, he did. I got that one right. Uh, I got that one right. But, but they they needed help out of their. They needed somebody else out of their other lines to step up and make plays, and you saw that in Game Six, uh, in particularly in particular when uh, Edmonton regained the league. I can't remember who it was. But it was a guy on their fourth line who got a great screen and just ripped one. Yeah, Yamamoto uh, for a goal. Yeah, it was it was a terrific, terrific shot. And that's you know Edmonton's big question has been who beyond the big two is gonna is gonna carry the team because you generally if you have stopped Connor McDavid and and Drysidle, which by the way Connor McDavid's first goal and the first goal of that game, like what happened? Vegas like they just kind of let him cruise on down right in front of the net and poke in a rebound like nobody picked him up it was a bad bad play um they'll have to obviously keep that going versus versus the Knights the Golden Knights like in order to to pull off a, a mild upset this Kings Oilers series turned in game four because the Kings had a three goal lead and up two games to one and had their skate literally on the throat of the Oilers right. and they came back, you know, and, and, you know, we will talk Toronto Tampa as well, similar sort of situation. Um, and I, I think the Oilers showed a lot of maturity that they didn't have previously. And, and, and I, I said that, and then I'm actually like looking at the uh, NHL.com article and they're saying a lot of maturity is like, okay, well, I like, must be on the right path if they're saying the same thing, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a team and a franchise that is now, I don't know about learning to win. They know how to win, but they're learning how to win at the right time and doing the right, right. thing and, and getting the right players. And it's not just McDavid and Drysdale. Yes, they carried them a lot against the Kings. And, you know, they got much better goaltending than L.A. did. And L.A. is probably somewhere wondering, man, maybe we should have kept Jonathan Quick after all. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. But L.A. LA's problem in the series was uh, they weren't good on the penalty kill and Edmonton capitalized no. every time they got a power play. And their goaltending let them down. And, I mean, the only reason they got back in the game last night was because of a, an equipment failure by the Edmonton goalie. I don't know if you saw the tying goal the Kings got. The Edmonton goalie tries yeah. to clear the puck. His stick breaks right in front of a Kings player mm. who puts it home to tie the Pokes game up in. late yeah. in, in, in game, uh, in game six. But, you know, I, I think these are two franchises. I love this rivalry. Edmonton LA is there, you know, that goes back to the Wayne Gretzky days with the trade and everything like that. And, and these are two franchises definitely on the way up. Uh, the Kings are probably there a little bit quicker than anybody expected, but yeah, I love, I love the rivalry. I love the series. Edmonton gets a big win. Um, we'll see just how mature they are because they're going to face a lot of adversity again against Vegas and, and Vegas is a team who will not make the mistakes that the Kings have made. Ironically, Vegas has been around what, like five, six years now. They're the most experienced team out. One of the more experienced teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, expansion, expansion disparity, notwithstanding let's, uh, let's move can you on. Can you call have... I don't even know if you can call them an expansion anymore at this point. They've been in the, playoffs. I mean, they've been here six years. Yeah. It's five or six years. But yeah. 
But it's it's again, I still think it's a fundamental problem with the way the NHL creates an expansion system. Like I get it, but I don't. All right, let's move over. We got two uh, two other series or three other series we need to talk about, and we're already up against it as we we do have another program to record. Uh, I don't know that there's much to say about Dallas over um, over Minnesota. They they took it four to two. Um, they really again they handled their business in Game Six to ice that. Like it was it was over almost from the moment the game started. Like they were up one to nothing quick and never looked back. And I I think it was. It felt inevitable. I know, like, when we previewed this, I know you picked Minnesota. I picked Dallas because of Ottinger. And Ottinger was the difference in the series. And he just yep. he just stifled Minnesota. You know, Minnesota had a 2-1 to one series lead. I believe they were up 2-1. to one, And then Dallas ran off uh, the next three in a row. And, yeah, Ottinger right. was the difference. The better goaltending. Uh, don't sleep on Dallas. That's all I'm going to say. That, that kid can play and can carry them a long way, whether it's Colorado or Seattle. Uh, I think Dallas is True. going to be a handful for either one of those teams simply because defensively and Ottinger can just shut people down. And I think you saw that the longer this series went on, Minnesota didn't have an answer for him. Minnesota is a very talented team. They just didn't, they didn't have an answer for him. Yeah. Uh, same sort of with Carolina and the Islanders, the Carolina Hurricanes. They win that series four to two, wrap it up in New York. And, and I don't know that I have much to say on that, except, you know, Kyle Moores has got to be happy that, uh, yeah. that his, his canes are, are getting it done. Yeah. I, I, you know, this one kind of went, I'd say this was a more paint by numbers sort of series. I mean, the Islanders had some flourishes. They had, they had him in trouble in game six and, and, and Carolina yep. got a fairly late goal to tie it up. But, but yeah, it, it was pretty evident. Carolina was the better, more balanced team. Um, you know, when they got going, they were good. And, 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 and you saw it against, against an Islanders team that was, you know, gotten the playoffs on a lot of grit and a lot of moxie, but really didn't have the answers that they needed. They got good goaltending, right. um, but Carolina is just the better team. Um, I'm not sure how far that carries them against the Devils or the Rangers, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that after the break. But let's get to the big monkey off the back. Neither one of us picked it. We picked Tampa Bay in five, I think. Or maybe I went Tampa Bay in six. I can't remember what it did. Seven. Either way, neither one of us predicted it because it hadn't happened in 19 years. But the Toronto Maple Leafs finally win a playoff series on an overtime goal in game six in what was just kind of a busted Tampa Bay couldn't clear the puck garbage sort of like Tavares was in the right place and put it home which is what you're supposed to do but it it was one of those that kind of looked like a broken play didn't look like there was going to be any score out of the Tampa Bay or um, Tampa Bay Toronto finally gets it and gets the Tampa Bay monkey off their back too Seems like Toronto and Tampa Bay play each other in the first round of the playoffs like every season. And so for Toronto to advance, you look at the city of Toronto after that victory, and you would have thought they won the whole damn thing. I mean, just good for them. Professional wrestling fans that we are, Edge and Christian were there, sent you a photo of them celebrating after after the victory. So great, great story. And now can they do it again? That becomes the question. First off, yeah. Congrats to the Toronto Maple Leafs for finally getting by this huge obstacle. Yeah, I mean, 
you got it. We've talked about how puck luck has never been on Toronto's side for 19 years. And last night it was because Tavares just threw that puck at the net and it deflects in off of a skate because Vasilevsky's got he's dialed in. He sees the puck the whole way. Yeah, until, he was stopping everything until yep. the last second where it gets deflected off a skate and goes in. And sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Toronto was both last night. And it, it's 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 massive for this team because we've seen that with my team finally getting by the Pittsburgh Penguins, what that translated into. Right. We saw with the Blues finally getting back. I don't I, you know, the teams that they have struggled with when they won the cup, you know, being able to overcome that and how that translates. This is step one. You know, you almost want to see Boston. If you're Toronto, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, you don't want to see the Bruins, but you do, because that's been the bane of your existence as well. And you figure if you're going to win the cup, you got to get by Boston. But it's huge for Toronto to get to the next round. Um, we, I said it before i think you know if they could get by that first round and get that monkey off their back and get beyond that obstacle they've got the talent to take this the whole way and it just it's the mental mindset now you've got that mental block out of there they're in uncharted territory for the first time in a long 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 time uh they could they could come out of the east right now they're they're they've got the talent there's no doubt about that so um and sam sonoff former cap my hat, off, my hats off, you know, whatever. Um, played a hell of a series, man. Had some, had some rough spots, but by and large, he he played a hell of a series against a uh, a really solid. I mean, his counterpart is one of the best of all time. So, yeah, it's it's massive. I, I don't think you can understate how big that series victory is for them. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I, I hope they keep this run going. I think it would be. Great for them. Great for the city of Toronto. I, I'm I'm still on that. Damn, I want a team in Canada to win a cup. It's been it's been too long. It has it's been too long since Canada has won, has had a team win the cup. All right, we're going to head into our first commercial break, our only commercial break, uh, and then and talk about the three series that are still up in the air. Uh, I think we'll do it in order of how interested I am in watching them. If that's okay with you, I've, I've, I have spoken to, to quote our good friends over at the Mandalorian. The Ugnots. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, before we get into our recorded commercials, though, it is, of course, my duty to remind you that if you love what we do over at thechairshot.com, you love hockey talk, you love bandwagon nerds, you love DWI, Attitude of Aggression, all of those podcasts, and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in one of our mini shirt designs. We have all kinds of great designs for you to choose from. They only cost $19.99 unless you want to feel yourself, treat yourself a little bit, feel have something that makes you feel a little fancy, something nice on your giblets, and spend a few dollars more, get it soft style, your body will thank you. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, Dave and I will cover the three series still in doubt, three game sevens. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ongar here talking Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, if you missed the first half of the show, which I don't know how you did because you listened to a podcast, but you missed me call the Edmonton Oilers, the Houston Oilers for most of the show. So go me uh, proving my expertise one false city at a time. We are now going to move on to the three game sevens we have in front of us. Of course, this is going to be in the past. By the time we talk about this, so we will know the results of all these game sevens by the time this. Well, no, we'll know the results of. Yeah, we will, because the the third game seven is on Monday. So, and we're actually going to talk about that one first, because that's the one I honestly am the least excited about, least interested in seeing, and that is the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. The Rangers mollywopped the Devils in New York, as it seemed like everybody who couldn't score for the Rangers all series. Scored for the Rangers yesterday, Dave. It it looked like they just took out a lot of frustration on that game. It's to the point where I turned the game off. Like it just it, it was uh, you know that GIF, the Simpsons GIF where they're they're pointing at the horse and he's like, stop, stop, he's already dead. That's that's what happened. Was that a momentum shifting Rangers get the win over the Devils like I predicted? Or does this just, is it just because they were in New York that they, they and they, they just used that momentum to get the win? Because, again, if the New York Rangers lose this series, after all the moves that they made to make their team better for the Stanley Cup playoffs, you have to call a series loss to the New Jersey Devils, even though they're the three seed and New Jersey was number two seed, a failure by the New York Rangers. It... <laughs> this series is is schizophrenic. There is no rhyme or reason to it. There, it, nothing makes sense. The Rangers blew out New Jersey on there, and I say home ice, but let's be honest. Every game is a Rangers home game. Have you seen when the Rangers score in yeah. New Jersey? It's like Madison Square Garden. So yes, there are smatterings of Devils fans in in Madison Square Garden, but it's it, it look every game is a Ranger home game. But still, for the Rangers to dominate games one and two like they did to go back to Madison Square Garden, firmly in control of the series, go down 3-2 to two to the point that you have to win on home ice, ass-whipping though it was. Uh, this series has been crazy so far. I, I mean, and, and it's and it, I love the fact that the Devils-Rangers series is coming down to Game 7. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rangers, you know, bust Stefan Mateau out there for this game coming up tomorrow night to try and get some magic going. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if you want to make predictions yet or not. I got, I got an idea who I'm going with on this one. But yeah, this series makes no sense. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns and go with the Rangers because they have to. And they have, I, and I, I do think they have like on paper, they have more talent. Like it feels like they should do it. Problem is, is that as you said, they're schizophrenic. You just don't know what's going to happen. 
So I'm going to stick with the Rangers because that's what I picked when we did the playoff prediction show. And I don't remember how I think I felt like this was going to go seven anyway. So here we are. Game seven in New Jersey. I'm going to go with the Rangers. I'm going with I am going with the Rangers as well for game seven. I, I will lean on Shesterkin, who's had uh, he's had a pretty good series. I mean, there's been a couple of hiccups here and there when New Jersey has uh, has played well. New Jersey or what? They already made a, a goaltending switch at some point in the series. So yeah. the Rangers may have solved that riddle in game six or at least got something on it. I I like the Rangers experience, you know, guys like Tarasenko, uh, experienced guys, Stanley Cup proven winners chris Kreider's had a really good series i'll go with the better goaltender in game seven and i'll take the rangers to advance to play carolina awesome okay let's head over to the west very very good series between the colorado avalanche and the seattle kraken colorado nodded things up in seattle we have game seven tonight it's the late game so i probably won't get to see its conclusion even though i'm going to want to Colorado has fought tooth and nail to survive Seattle. And Dave, I'm going to say it here. Seattle's going to win in Colorado. That's that's my prediction. They're, wow. they're going to pull this off. They have played with zero fear, with absolutely nothing to lose. They are, it's like their hair's on fire. They They have been able to nullify McKinnon, they've been able to nullify Kale McCarr in many, many instances. And I think they get it done, stun the Colorado Avalanche and the defending Stanley Cup champions fall out, despite my prediction to the contrary when we did the show two weeks ago and we looked at the playoffs. That's my call. I agree with a lot of what you said about Seattle and and how they have pushed these guys and they have played reckless, not recklessly, fearlessly in their first ever playoff series against the defending Stanley Cup champions. That being said, I think their best shot was game six and, and they pretty much got dominated in after the Colorado survived that early onslaught and then took over. Uh, I'm going to go with Colorado at home in game seven, the defending champions. I just I think, you know, I watched enough of game six to realize that they had stopped kind of like taking these guys lightly. I think maybe they took Seattle a little bit lightly for a while. And uh, Seattle had their moments in, in game six and they couldn't maintain any sort of momentum. I, I just, I think Colorado is the more complete team, the better team. And, and they've got the championship pedigree. They'll prove it today. And I think, I think Colorado advances to play Dallas. All right. So we're disagreeing on that one. I know we're going to disagree on this next one because you texted me calling it Boston and Florida. Who would have thought I had Boston winning this thing in five? So did I. And here we are. Here we are looking at Florida and Boston um, in a game seven. Early game tonight, obviously, being on the East Coast. Dave, I'm going to spoil your prediction but because you are predicting the Florida Panthers to win. Tell me why. I'm Look, <laughs> Florida, you talk about like uh, Seattle. <laughs> Seattle playing with their hair on fire. Florida has got absolutely zero pressure on them. Nobody expected them to get to this point. When they go down three to one, nobody expected this thing to be here. Um, Boston is in panic mode. I'm reading right now. They're thinking about pulling a goaltending change in game seven. That's telling to me that Boston is panicking right now. They do not want to be on this side of history. I've seen 
this side of history firsthand. And yeah, I know what you said, Pat. They are not the Caps. The Bruins are not the Caps from 2010. They're they're in a worse position because they are a history-making team that has let this Florida Panthers team, and I get it, they've let them in because they've, like you said, you pointed out, they've played soft in front of Linus Allmark and in all the wrong places. But this Florida team had three different chances to fold in game six, never did. It's like, I don't know. I, I, you just, you get to this point and this is so different than the caps Canadian series. This is not Yaroslav Halak stopping 90 shots in games five and six to give an inferior Canadians team a chance. This is a Florida team. This is flat out outscoring Boston. That turns everything on its head. I just think too much pressure. Florida's got nothing to lose. If Jim Montgomery's really thinking about switching goalies in game seven, man, and I get it. Boston rotated goalies all year to great success. I, I think that's a huge mistake if he does that. Hopefully he doesn't do that. Let Allmark play this thing out. I think that's their best chance to win. I just feel like the pressure is going to get to them. Florida has zero, nothing to lose. And that makes them very dangerous in this situation. I'm going Florida to ruin history here. All right. I, uh, I just think that playing in Boston is the difference here. And I think that the home ice in a game seven scenario is going to be what tips things in favor of the Boston Bruins. And I just can't look at, I, I just can't ignore what this team has done all season. And I get it. Anything can happen in the playoffs. I do think that if they switch goalies, um, it's gross. In my opinion, it's grossly unfair to Omar because Olmark, yeah, he's given up goals. The defense, like, like if I'm looking at anything to shake up, I'm shaking up my lines. I'm not shaking up my goalie because the guys on the ice, I still go back to, I think it was game four, game three or four. I can't remember what it was. I can't even remember who scored. But there was just this play. Oh, it's like Florida Star. Um, God damn it. What's Barkov. He read off some things. What? Barkov? Barkov's had a hell it of a series. No, it wasn't. Um, anyway, whoever it was, um, he like gets the puck in the middle of the Bruins zone and literally like you and I could have skated to the goal. Like that's how soft the defense was. And it was, I think it was game two or game two or game three. Like there was one where one game two handily. Right. But there was, there was a play. I remember. Yeah, it was a play. So Florida goes up one to nothing. And there was this really bad turnover where Brad Marchand gets a short-handed goal. Like Florida sort of lazily tries to advance the puck. Marchand cuts it off about center ice and just sort of waltzes in and gets a goal. And I was like, that's it. Like Boston's gonna take control of this thing. They're gonna they're gonna settle down, and then they didn't. So I am I am deeply concerned about how Boston performs. However, I and I won't be surprised if Florida wins it. However, I just I just can't see it. And if I'm Montgomery, I don't know why you're thinking about starting Swayman over Olmark and blaming Olmark for the brunt of these losses when it has been the performance of the lines and his defensemen that have really been the problem. If you gotta shake anything up, in my opinion, it's shaking up those lines. And I don't care. Chemistry be damned, because it ain't happening right now and it's it's gross and i don't know if even floating this story out there if you're trying to motivate Allmark, i don't think this is the right move i i don't i don't think yeah, floating you're, this story you're threatening the dude's job it, like what are you it's doing it's in game seven 
You know, I mean, that's right. that's the wrong. I mean, for this story to even break at this point is troubling. And I will say the road teams have really done well in the playoffs so far. So I get what you're saying about home ice. It has not mattered much, especially, you know, look at a lot of these series like, you know, like why did Tampa Bay lose to Toronto? You lost in overtime three times on home ice. That's why you lost to Toronto. So, you know, I don't know, man. Oh. It's it's it, it, it'll it'll be. You know what it does? It makes for a great night of hockey tonight. That's what it does. Tonight is going to be very, very exciting, and I'm looking forward to see it. All right. We've got to get out of here because we are buttoned up against time for another podcast to record. Next week, we'll be talking round two. It's going to be very, very exciting, a lot of fun. Uh, these three, these next two days of game sevens, always the best time in hockey and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a great ride. Playoffs have been a lot of fun so far. We're going to get out of here. Dave, before we do, though, tell everybody where they can find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network and on the socials. You find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And if you want to send your condolences about the Tampa Bay Lightning, please do to at PC Tunney. He will appreciate that. And the Milwaukee well Bucks done. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, just everything. Um, you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I do know that the Oilers are in Edmonton and not Houston. I just want to establish that one more time. And if you'd like to listen to me on the Chairshot Radio Network, Get the City Wrong, then make sure you check out me on Hockey Talk on the Chairshot Radio Network every Monday. Check me out to, or every Tuesday. Jesus Christ, I don't even know what day I'm on. Hey, man, at least you haven't put it's Earl long. Campbell in goal for the Edmonton Oilers. That would be, you know. Fair, fair. That's That's true. Anyway, you can catch me every Monday talking nerdy stuff on Bandwagon Nerds with Dave and a plethora of other nerdy hosts. You can hear me talking hockey and soon to be talking music with one David Ungar on Tuesdays as we do Hockey Talk on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, you can hear me talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out these Game 7s. The playoffs are just getting heated up. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We will see you next week on Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.